Today is our fifth Sunday in our stewardship series. Uh, strikes me that I haven't shared with you my definition of stewardship. A steward is someone who takes care of someone else's stuff. A steward is not free to do whatever. A steward is charged with doing the best with what they have been entrusted to. What they have been entrusted with in the best way they know how. As people of faith, we believe that all we have has been entrusted to us by God. The earth is the Lord's and all that is in it. All that is, is God's. Our children, our lives, our jobs, our resources, our phones, our desires, that's a whole lot of responsibility. We are entrusted with all this that belongs to God. And this can be scary. It takes courage and trust in the guidance of the Spirit to be responsible stewards. It takes an active faith to do it well. The theme uh, that we've been considering these weeks is we together make a difference. And we as Just North Church in seeking to work together on whatever project is set before us. We are not alone. Our God is with us. Today, as we explore the invitation Haggai makes to the Jewish people rebuilding the temple, we will be reminded that the we in this phrase includes God. For the Jewish people to whom Haggai spoke, God was part of their project. Holy faith. Holy faith. Holy faith, this is really happening. What Haggai invites the people to is hard. Haggai invites the people to a big act of courage, of trust. He invites them to consider the building of the temple in Jerusalem. And some context will make it a bit more clear why this is a big ask. Haggai is speaking to those who have returned from exile. They were sent away by the invading Babylonians nearly 70 years previous to this. The Babylonians had destroyed the temple. They sent the leaders of the community, the political leaders, the religious leaders, the economic leaders into exile. The Syrian, the Excuse me. The exiles began to return 18 years previous to what happens this morning. At that time, they had received word from the new ruler in town, Cyrus, of the first Persian Empire who took over the Babylonians. Um, and Cyrus gave them freedom to return to Jerusalem and rebuild their beloved temple. And when that first group came back, they set to work, and after a couple of years, had a new foundation laid for their new temple. And this is when the trouble starts. They have the celebration, and there's mixed, result, mixed thoughts about this temple. The others in town wanted to join in the project. But those who had returned, 
excluded them. So those ex who were ex had been excluded began to discourage the temple project. According to the book of Ezra, they discouraged the people of Judah and made them afraid to build. And they bribed officials to frustrate their plan until the reign of King Darius. So we have a people who had come back from exile with hope to build their new temple. And they started that project. For two years they started it and worked on it. And then they hit this roadblock hard. And they stopped building for 15 years. They've had 15 years of discouragement, 15 years of roadblocks. And it's at this moment that Haggai calls them to take courage. He even points out, you see this foundation? This is nothing compared to the temple of old. Isn't this horrible? And then he says, trust, take courage. He says, take courage, take courage, take courage. I am with you. The Spirit of God is among you. Trust and act. Build. Do this thing God calls you to do. God is with you. You can't see it now. What you see with your eyes offers no evidence of what I say is true. Trust. This project will be fruitful and will be filled with my glory. This will all work out. Holy faith. Faith can be hard. Even without the background of tragedy and discouragement and delay, faith can be hard. I want to simply acknowledge this. Faith can be hard. Trusting God can be hard. It can be hard to trust that God will, especially when it seems that God hasn't so far. So I want to share with you some thoughts uh, on what can help the practice of faith when it's hard. These are some things that I have found helpful as an individual. And Haggai was speaking to a people. And I imagine some of the same things can be helpful to a whole group. I practice setting down my fears. The author Noah Benshea uses the image of someone packing their fears for company on a journey. When I carry my fears, I am holding on to them like a sack slung over my shoulder. Their weight creating a familiar pressure in my hands and on my back. To set them down, I need to realize they are there. I need to acknowledge them. Ben Shea writes, faith reminds us we should doubt our fears. Step three of setting down my fears involves me getting curious. How likely is it really? What if it did happen? Would I still be okay? 
has God brought me through anything similar to this? To set down my fears, I become curious. And this is an intentional process. It needs my focus. When I am distracted, I am likely to simply scoop my fears back up and be on my way. But when I have spent time connecting with God, the source of my grounding, I have more strength and courage to let go of my familiar fears. When I have set down my fears, my hands are free to pick up faith. I practice breaking it down. I used to routinely get caught up in thinking that if I didn't trust God for every part of my life, then I didn't trust God. That if I struggled with faith in one area of my experience, then my faith was weak. What I have come to understand is this. Life is hard. Faith is hard. And God understands this. The one who created me so fully understands me that they know I will struggle with trusting God in this area or that. And it's okay. I can focus on the one piece, the one piece that I need faith for right now, and that is enough. What helps me today is asking, what exactly do I need faith for? right now. What am I needing to trust God for in this situation? How do I need God to show up for me today, right now? The concept of faith and trust can feel so huge sometimes. When I focus on the particular, This instance, this moment, faith is easier to step into and act out of. I practice remembering God, who God is, what God has done, that God is with me. Our first reading this morning was from Psalm 145. It is a creation psalm reminding us of God as the one who started this whole business, who created something out of nothing, who has the power to create life itself. This God has inspired movements and renewals throughout the history of the church. This God is the same God who has guided me through hard times who has sent people to encourage and support me, who has taught me to walk one step at a time, though I do not know the way. This God has the ability to help me, is with me. I am not so alone as I may feel. God is with me. God, speaking through Haggai, reminded the people that God is with them. Present tense, active verb. God is. This is not a wish or a blessing. It is a statement of fact. 
I am with you. God is with us. We gathered here today. God's spirit is among us. God is with us. Holy faith. Holy faith. Next week we will declare how we will support this community financially. We consider what God is calling each of us to for this coming year. Holy faith. Our stewardship season invites us to consider not only our financial contribution to this community, we are invited to consider all the ways we care for all God has entrusted us with. Holy faith. As we share our resources with others, God is with us. As we care for one another, God is with us. As we practice setting down our fears, God is with us. As we practice focusing on the particular, God is with us. As we practice remembering God, God is with us. Holy faith. Amen.